So today I'm teaching on why we fast. Why we fast. How many of you can remember what you learned on Sunday? Can I see your hand up? What you learned on Sunday? Alright. Sarah, what, what can you remember? So you can't even remember that we said that. <laughs> who else? Who else can I remember? Ray, what can I remember? What can I remember? What do you mean? to hit the crux of Sunday meets teaching. <laughs> Don't be a book. <laughs> what do you can remember from Sunday meeting? Those around? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know how you know actually things like that. You don't tell me. Nice one. How's that That's a good summary. I think all of us captured what Sunday meetings about. That's very good. So, I have said before, remembering the words is an important part of doing it. And if you come for meeting without a conscious, deliberate decision to learn and do, you will not benefit. I recognized, I realized that although I had listened to maybe 3,000 sermons, the ones that touched me the most are the ones that I was expectant. I wanted to learn what was being taught. In fact, some messages touched me the fifth time I listened to them. Because all the other four times, I just listened because, I mean, I wanted to listen to a message. At a point, I wanted to learn something and I said, which message can teach me what I'm looking for? So if you come for every meeting, like, okay, of course, we have to be around. Why, why shouldn't I be around? I'm taking prayer. I'm taking the word or something. But no intention to learn. 
you would hear it would make sense you would think you would do it the bible jesus in the parable of the soul spoke about people that received the word with joy they were rejoicing they were like oh my god this is good stuff what is in the word of god so you must listen with an intention to do you must listen and say okay now that i've heard about bible study go i have been taught the new way of reading my bible so you begin to practice from that night when it is a verse you picked up and said i read and i'll read it as i was taught many of us don't intend to practice what we say Do you understand? There are some things you've never written down. But you remember. Because when they told you, you planned to do it. So you give it the attention it deserves. Let me give you an example. Sometimes when you meet people and ask them for their names, because you just did it out of courtesy, you didn't even remember. Like, immediately you turn around and you're like, what's that guy doing again? Can't remember. But when you were asking for the name of someone you're meant to meet in an office to give you a job, you just your brain space, you just remove some scriptures, clean them from your brain. So that there'll be enough room. Let not be as if you now say it's Apollos. <laughs> enough room. So you 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 asked when you were saying you intended to learn. You don't have all the time. This word you're learning, you will be tested on them. Many times we, we begin to read, we begin to try to learn when it's too late. Is it when you now need to fast? You want to learn how to fast. This is why many of us, faith has still been vague to us. Because it's when you're now feeling symptoms, you now say, ah. I need to listen to a message on faith. So you now play it. I listen to it. 15 minutes, you can't even take it again. The message is noise to your head. Because your head is really banging. I don't know if you have experienced that kind of thing before. Don't lie. Thank you. I have. That's why I can tell you about it. Do you understand? Listen, you have a responsibility to do the word. That's why James said you should not forget. So we are listening. Pay attention. Listen with attention. Learn. Just push all the you know, terrible things down there. And that's the idea we have when we're fasting. I'm going to just I'm going to see that Abba, Abba, I'm suffering now. But that's not why we should fast. In fast, that's not how, how to pray. Do you realize he said you should come boldly to the throne of grace? Let me there's a parable that Jesus gave in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 1 it says, and Jesus um told him a parable to the end that men ought to pray always and faint. And then he spoke about a particular woman and an unjust judge. And many times, so the unjust judge said, you know what, although I don't fear any man, I don't respect God, I don't respect man, I do whatever I want to do, this woman will weary me. So let me just give her what she wants, so that she will not weary me. And we think he's saying that's how God is. But he says, if an unjust judge, come on, God is an unjust judge. Jesus said, if this unjust judge would behave like this, how much more will God give to children who ask with an opportunity that acts without shame? That's what it means. Think about the parable very well. 
Imagine you are going to ask somebody for one thing over and over again. At a point, when shame even be catching you. So he was saying that you go without shame to meet God. Praise the Lord. God wants you to go with confidence. Let me give you a story that will help you. If you are going to ask your father for something, say money for textbook, and your friend that is living in your house wants to do the same thing, who will be more confident, you or your friend? You're not sure. You or your friend? So although your father wants your friend to succeed in school, and although he might even be willing to give the guy the money, there's just that barrier. Do you understand? But you, you say, hey, oh, that's true self. So for me, my friend, then there's one doubt of my friend, you're like my younger brother. You see, you see, there's this girl also. I'm like, oh, wow. You make requests for girls to your parents. That's good. Did you understand? Comments. So God doesn't want you to go and meet him, you know, in a big alleyway. Just, you just open the door small and stand by the door. You say, who is there? Mm. Who? Rachel. <laughs> say, what do you want? Mm, my teacher that said that, what do you want? Sometimes that's how we see God. Fasting is not so that God will pity you. Some will think fasting is so that God will know I'm serious. Like, I'm not joking about this thing. Just like, ah, this is not, we're not playing here. God, Amaka or Amanda. <laughs> let's get this thing now. Let's. Fasting is not so that God will know that I'm serious. Don't you get it? He knows your intentions. Jonathan, he knows what's in your heart. You can't deceive him that you're serious. He knows if you're serious. You don't have to show him. You have to understand the principle of prayer. James chapter 1 from verse 5 to 6 explains to what, what prayer is. That God gives to those that ask. Two things that might shock you. God gives to all believers. When they ask. God gives to unbelievers when they ask. God gives to unbelievers when they ask. In Acts chapter 10, pay attention. The Bible spoke about the centurion. He wasn't a Jew. Do you know what the angel said? Your prayers have ascended to God. And so God sent an angel to meet an unbeliever. Showed Peter a vision three times because of an unbeliever. Then spoke to Peter himself. That for them, doubting nothing. Wow. Why? An unbeliever. Same thing with the ministry of Jesus, the Syrophoenician woman, she wasn't a, she wasn't a Jew. She made requests and cashed out. He says a good but she needs a room to fall, but she was crazy. The story of this woman, Abraham and, and his house girl, you would have thought God has nothing. She prayed. God answered. God gives answers the prayer of unbelievers. God answers the prayers of the faithless.
unbelievers, non-Christians. You see? Yeah, he, I said, number one, he answers the prayers of unbelievers, that's non-Christians. Number two, he answers the prayers of the doubtful. I don't believe us have faith. This Ephesian woman, Jesus said, I've not seen this kind of great faith in Israel. That's a big statement. In the whole of Israel. Because I've not seen this type of faith. James. James chapter 1. Let's go there. Ha 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 ha. Glory to God. He has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Yes, he is. He has done great things. Thank you, Lord. Now, James chapter 1, verse 5. Read 1, 2, go. Ah, James 1, 5. 1, 2, go. If anyone of you lacks wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. So once he says, the reason why I won't give is because you're not a Christian, it's finding fault. If he says, Sarah, the reason why I will not give you is because you are doubtful, he is finding fault. That's not who he is. He gives to everyone generously without finding fault. So let me give you an example. How many of you, smart Bible students, what was the sin of Cain? Eh? Cain? <laughs> What's the sin of Cain? Who knows? Disobedience. Primarily, all the that led to this. You knew, so why didn't you answer? You are not sure. You were what? You are not sure. His sin was primarily disbelief. Do you understand? And the righteousness of Abel was belief. By faith, Abel, Hebrews 11, verse 4. Now listen, so, listen. Oh. So Cain 
or Abel believed in the sacrifice of Jesus. That's why I was called righteous Abel. Nobody's righteous except they believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. So God gave the promise about the Christ in a tithe. Slaughter a lamb. Offer it as sacrifice. You become righteous. Since that's what Abel did. Johnson, Cain acted out of unbelief. Ah, uh, it's to trouble. Hebrews chapter one, Hebrews chapter eleven, verse four. By faith, let me read from the, or read from the KJV. that he offered a more excellent NIV says he offered a better offering than Cain did now listen I know you thought Cain offered spoiled vegetables if that's what you thought can I just a wiper wiper literally thank you thank you but the Bible never said that this book of Bible story that said it it's not any historical anything. No. The reason why Abel was righteous was because he presented blood. So his his sacrifice gave a testimony that he was righteous. This is him. I've said it before, spiritual maturity has a lot to do with paying attention to. So when you hear, when you read in your um your KJV, when it says, by faith, Abel offered. By faith, Abel. So Abel had faith. And how does faith come? Faith comes like saying, thank you. Meaning he had something and acted on what he had. So when he, by faith he offered, meaning he heard about the sacrifice and offered. By faith Abel offered. So when he was doing it, he was doing it by, when he was giving the sacrifice, he was offering it by, that means he had a head. That this is how to offer sacrifice to God. He believed and practiced. By faith, Abel offered. He couldn't have offered by faith if there was nothing he had heard that he was acting upon. Do you understand? So you can't have faith. Faith comes by. Faith comes by. So how did he have faith? By so he heard about the how to offer sacrifice to God, believed and acted upon it. When you look at listen, when you look at so the Bible clearly said that he offered a more excellent sacrifice than King, and his sacrifice gave witness that he was righteous. So, the whole story was about the offering they gave, the sacrifice they gave. Do you understand? The sacrifice of Abel proved that he had faith. was how he demonstrated his faith. He believed what he had, acted upon it by the type of offering he gave. Abel had, Cain had doubted it and decided to give his own thing. If you see his conversation with God, you see that he knew what was right to do. Because God said it. That if you did what was right. So he knew what was right to do. Do you understand? Listen, because of Bible story, this is the, the thing you are struggling with is what you heard before. It's not what the Bible said. You're struggling with what you heard. That okay, because he was Abel was taking care of sheep. Or animal, he brought his own or hunter, he brought his own offering. Then Cain, uh, Cain was a farmer, so he brought his own vegetables. 
You think that's what happened. But the Bible said, by faith he offered. Meaning, he heard that this is what is acceptable to God. It's okay. So he offered it by faith. This is what I heard. I believe. In head, he said, no. So God said, if you did what was right. Do you understand? Is it clear so far? If it's not clear, show, give me a wipe and let me know it's not clear. Is it clear? Sarah? Is it clear? So, Abel believed um, and he was righteous. Cain did not believe and he was unrighteous. I'll probably explain that more another time. Okay? But did but can we agree that Abel was righteous and Cain was not righteous? Do we agree with that? Rachel, where are you? I mean, do we agree that Abel was righteous and Cain wasn't righteous? I need response. Some of you are just looking at me as if I'm preaching from Quran. Now, so Abel, hope you know Abel was unrighteous before he even murdered Cain. I mean, Cain was unrighteous before he murdered Abel. Now, guess what happened? This is where I was going to. Do you know that Abel prayed to God? Cain prayed to God after he murdered Abel. And God answered his prayer. And he wasn't praying prayer of forgiveness. He was praying prayer of preservation of life. God said, this God is too good. That's it. A man killed his brother and prayed for preservation of life. And God gave him. So, God answers the prayers of unbelievers. God answers the prayers of unbelievers. Listen, that goes to tell you, oh, I heard this years ago. I heard it from Pastor Ntia. He said, do you know that demons pray to Jesus? They say, please, don't cast us out of this ring. They say, they will specify where they wanted to go to. They say, send us to those swines. And Jesus said, go. And you, the righteousness of God in Christ, you think you have to fast before he will answer you. You're joking. That's, just, that's not why we fast. Do you understand? That's not why we fast. So you've been fasting for the wrong reasons. Your knowledge of salvation must affect your knowledge about prayer and your knowledge about fasting. God is good. He's good to all men. She has made salvation available for all men. And then Hebrews chapter 8 says, If he has given us his son freely, how will he not with him freely give us all things? If I don't have to fast to receive eternal life, the money I have to fast to receive. So think about it very well. Many people went to Jesus to make requests. Healings, the rain from the dead, gems and different things. There was none and told that you have to fast. I don't think you are serious. This is your request. You're not serious. Go and fast. Let me know you are very serious about it. Say, oh, master, my daughter is possessed of a demon. I say, hey, you and her take up seven days fasting. Listen, if you don't know why fast, you fast for the wrong reasons. Praise the Lord. Now, there's some people who give us fasting as cheat code. Do you understand? Say, eh. So, you're looking for this? You say, yes. Say, me. Anytime I fast from six to six, anything I ask for God to give me. Hey, I see so yes, it works. Just six to six. Or wake up 12 midnight, start praying. 
Let us give us cheat code like that. You touch God here, you touch midnight, you touch him here at 6 a.m., you touch him here at 6 p.m., so you answer your prayers. So we try it. That's not why we fast. So many of, for many of us, fasting is just this thing you're doing at the end of the road. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do again. I've prayed and prayed and prayed. I don't know what to do again. So just, okay, let me just, let me attack God with fasting. Yes, sir. Some people can even go ahead and say, if prayer doesn't work, try fasting. But if you understand fasting very well, fasting will be a delight. What I see? And if you are not experiencing that, you probably haven't been fasting the right way. Think about it literally. If the Bible says the presence of God is fullness of joy, it means if I'm spending time with God in fasting, I should be having a lot of joy. What do you think? We like to walk ourselves up. You should just spend time with God and you're just fellowship, you're just singing, you're just praising God. Some of you think you can't cry when you're worshiping. Do it, you'll be surprised. Take your mind off the cares of this world. That has been a major issue in our fasting lives. Because even, listen, listen, listen. You don't need to fast for God to give you things you need. For example, if you're fasting, you don't fast for a particular situation. Your responsibility is not to be thinking about that situation throughout your fasting. Fasting is a time to spend with God. Let me preach, let me explain it to you in a lot potentially better way. Fasting, eh? can I tell you the truth about fasting? Fasting is just compressing your normal Christian life. Or Johnson. Normally you should pray every day. You should read the Bible every day. Johnson. So you now give it protracted, you know, time. Just spend more time reading your Bible, spend more time praying. I call it focused devotion. So what will that be your normal devotion? You, you just focus on it. That's what fasting is. But sometimes when we are fasting, we just pray, oh God, oh God, that mission, God, God, that mission. Throughout your fasting time, you're like, oh God, that mission, God, that mission. That's not the reason why you have not gotten it. Praise the Lord. He doesn't need you to fast to get it. As in Cain. If there was anything Cain should not have the God to pray for, it's protection of life. If there's anything those demons should have the right to talk to Jesus about, it's staying in that area. They have stopped that area enough. God doesn't need your fasting to get the results you want. Do you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't need your fasting to get what you want. Fasting is a time to spend with God. That's what it is. So, you are not thinking about the problem. No, you are meditating on the word. Do you understand? You're not thinking about the problem. You spend the time meditating on the word. Can I tell you something? If we learned to put the word of God on our lips. You know I told you that sometimes we think prayer is only making requests to God. But you see, sometimes... In the place of prayer, what you should be doing, oh, is putting the word of God on your lips. If you do that more often, some prayer requests you are making and making and making, you won't need to make them again. I'll say it again. 
if you learn to put God's word on your lips regularly, many prayer requests will disappear. Because we had said he gives without finding fault, right? Meaning the first time you ask, he gave, right? How do you receive? Sorry? You said Holy Spirit. By faith. Do you understand? So, when you meditate on God's word, you are stirred up in the direction of faith. When you meditate on God's word, you are convinced that you have what you want. Praise the Lord. So when we say fasting doesn't work on God, it's true. Sometimes you think there's this thing that is so big. I mean, you know that this type of issue, it's fasting that you need to fast. Jonathan forgot to give you. That's a lie. That's a lie. Jesus himself said, nothing is impossible for him that believes. Do you see that now? Nothing is impossible for him that believes. And until you change your mindset. See, this thing is not something you try. So okay, let me try and believe and see if it work. No. You have to be persuaded. Praise the Lord. So we don't fast because, ah, this situation, this kind of thing, eh? ah, this kind of mountain. It's only fasting that can move it. No. As long as you keep thinking that there's a situation that only fasting can move, you're using the wrong key for the right door. Do you understand? You carry the the key to the gate to open the door of your room. It will not work. So there's nothing that is so big. Listen, there's no prayer that is so big, no request that is so big that it needs anything special to do. All things are possible to him that believes. If you are if you're believing, you receive. Nothing more. It's that simple. Do you understand? It's that simple. No matter how oh. Who even made this statement? Was a renowned Bible scholar. I can't even remember his name now. He said, if you believe the, a particular verse of the Bible, a, a, a more direct um, Greek transliteration of it or translation of it, is that if you believe, even if it's not, even if the thing doesn't exist, God will create it for you. That's serious. Do you understand? Many times when it has to do with prayer, the fundamental problem I realize is that we do not allow our knowledge of salvation to influence our receiving what we want. We instead allow our knowledge of the economy of Nigeria, how difficult it was for many other people to get it, to influence our perspective. Let me tell you something. I realized that the reason why it's difficult for us to raise the dead is because without any of us trying here, we think it's difficult. True or false? Response, true or false? Thank you. Without trying at all, we already think it is difficult. Now, nobody that has tried it told us it's difficult. We agreed on our own, convinced ourselves without... If it's a son that tried it, told us it's difficult, we say in his experience. But no one that has tried it told us we have not tried it, but we have decided that it's difficult. But read Bible stories, and you'll be surprised. Jesus heard that Jairus' daughter was sick. He said, I'm coming. 
Why do I so good? The woman of the blood touched him. The girl distracted. He had to be attended to her. The time was ready to go to Jairus' house. He said, Yes, dead. He told Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just When he went into the house, there were people wailing and crying. He opened his mouth and said, She's not dead, she's sleeping. They laughed him to scorn. You know, I can that they'll be laughing and pointing at you. And then try to still support themselves so they don't fall. From crying over the dead. So, that's how stupid he sounded. That, even that position couldn't move his feet. Put the people outside. He said, Alright. And she came back. Jonathan. They still can't comprehend it. You still think there are many other things that happened that they did not report. But all things are possible to them that believe. Meaning, oh, look at look at John 11 when he rose last report. No drama now. He didn't even touch him. From outside, he called Lazarus. Just that the Lazarus woke up, came out by himself. Now you think now you already think you know Jesus must be very powerful. That mighty fix. No. All things are possible to God So if you have made it difficult in your mind, you know that song that made you too small in my eyes or wherever. That's what we've done to many situations. So, just like you have done for raising the dead, some people have done for healing the sick. Some people have done for getting their needs met. The obstacle is in your mind. I don't even know if I have the time. But... I've gone through the four Gospels and I read and I paid particular um, attention to the miracles that Jesus did. Jonathan, in all the miracles, he gave them only one condition. And your guess is as good as mine. What is it? Believe. So in his three and a half years of ministry, the only condition Jesus gave for anybody to receive, no matter what it is, was belief. In fact, some people, before they made requests, he saw their faith and said, your faith has made you go. Jesus was teaching one time. Some guys were tired of how sick their guy was. They tried to come through the door. The crowd was too much. They tried to do the roof open and let down the guy. Then Jesus saw him there. He carried your faith as made you go. Praise the Lord. When you tell me what you want if you have faith in the sea. See now what you want if you have faith in the sea. You see that now. What you should be working on is your faith. Not the issue. Do you understand? So when we fast, we are building ourselves on the faith we have. We are strengthening ourselves. Do you understand? That's why we fast. The condition that Jesus gave for people to receive whatever they asked for was faith. Now, there were instances that people could not receive. In fact, there are instances where Jesus prayed for people. The Bible insinuated that he prayed for people and they couldn't be healed. In Mark chapter 6, the Bible said when Jesus went to his hometown, he could not do many miracles there, except to pray for a few sick folks. The Bible said he marveled at their unbelief. Like, ah! Like, 
he was surprised. He was surprised. So we can come to a logical conclusion that if it doesn't work, faith is a problem. Do you understand? Let me give you another example that shocked you. This is in John chapter 6. Disciples saw Jesus walking on the water coming to them. Peter said, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come. There's only one answer to that question, to that request. He said, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. He can't say, it's not me, don't come. He <laughs> says, it's me. Be coming. The guy stepped out and started walking water. Then he saw the wind, and this is something to learn from. And he began to see. And Jesus asked him, Why are you afraid? Why are you still faithless? Listen, he said the same thing he said in Matthew 17 faithless and perverse generation. Matthew 17 was when he was coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, and a man ran to him and said, Help me, my son has spouses. The demon, very confused demon, sometimes he throws him into fire, sometimes he throws him into water. Do you understand? Then he casted the disciples. I mean, Baba, just make your face. And I said, I brought him to your disciples, and they could not do anything. Just said, I still Perverse and unbelieving generation. So Jesus said they couldn't cast the demon out. Why? Because they were unbelieving. They came to Jesus and Jesus, why couldn't he? He said, because of your unbelief. Peter was sinking in John chapter 6. So said, why were you, why were you afraid? Unbelieving and perverse generation. Meaning the reason Peter was able to walk on water for the steps it took was because of faith. The reason why Jesus walked on water from wherever he was to where they met him was because of faith. If you have faith, nothing is impossible. Do you understand? So you have to educate yourself in the direction of faith. Now listen to this, the lesson from Mark, John chapter 6. Peter said him. Jesus asked him. So the Bible said he saw the wind. That's when he began to die. Now, for some of us, we didn't see the window. We researched on the wind. We did study on the wind. We asked questions about the wind. Do you We did visibility study about the wind. We say, Uncle, how long does it take before from graduation to get a job? He said, Well, between five to seven years, you get something small. Then between 10 to 20 years, you get an okay job. So he wanted to see what's consistent. So he had to ask other people. Because I mean, that's okay. You now even drew pie chart, um, the graph. <laughs> Do you understand? So you are full of unbelief. Do you understand? You are charged up in the direction of unbelief. So when you want to step out in faith, All the things you've heard. That's why you have to be careful of what you hear. Do you understand? There are things that weaken your faith. The father of faith, when did I teach about the father of faith? When I said Abraham was, was known as the father of faith, which teacher was that? Sorry? Insistence, right? Yeah, insistence. Now, when you read Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4 said he wasn't, he didn't consider his body that is now, his body now dead. Nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not consider his body that is now dead. Nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Meaning, it's not as if he did not know that there is a certain age that he can't be fruitful again. But he did not consider it. 
Do you want to go and meet doctor? Doctor, is there any possibility? I just want to know. Beyond this age, tell me about it. There's menopause. You say, hey, now you now because you're stupid now. You say, but my pastor says menopause, not menopause. Stop. You say, ah, yala. Say no, no. There's nothing like that. Medicality is impossible. He said, that picture is wrong. Some of you go and browse. How to live if I have suicidal thoughts? You like being alone? You like researching on suicide? You like being alone? You now go around thinking, oh wow, I have suicidal thoughts actually. How to know if you are depressed? How to know if you are depressed? He did not consider his body now dead. Listen, when you learn to worry, you will weaken your faith. Do you understand? Because worry is meditation on the impossibility of the situation. Faith is meditating on the possibility of the situation. Do you understand? So, as long as you allow yourself worry long enough, in the place of prayer, what you stuff yourself with comes out. So, many of us just, okay, I want to fast, you then you now fast. This is the problem with men who's fasting. Okay, they're fasting, so they just, oh, they're praying throughout that day. That's not the solution. You have a history already. You have stuffed yourself with a lot of worry. They're not like, don't allow worry, kill you. Better go and fast about it. You now go and fast, and then you're praying. But the history of worry, the deposit of worry, will not allow you to stay in faith in the place of prayer. But faith is how you receive. So you have to detox. That's what you need. How do you detox? Because there's negative thoughts inside of you. Do you understand? You remove them by faith-filled words. You know what think? It's not possible. It's not possible. That's not how to do it. You begin to declare. That's how you detox. Do you understand? It does the same thing to you. Speaking faith-filled words would detoxicate your system the same way if you're sad and people come around and crack jokes and you know, when someone just trying to cheer you up. You know, and they're using words that try to say, you know, he's about to smile, he's about to smile, he's about to smile. And I start smiling. Before you know what, you are light. They didn't use thoughts to detox you. Just you to sketch yourself with faith-filled words. That's still not making requests. You understand? They're still taking out the bad energy out of you. You see that now? So the Bible said, Abraham not weak in faith. The Bible said he was giving glory to God. We just think, because when we read giving glory to God, we just think, okay. That's just the end of the verse. No, he was actually giving glory to God. How do you think he was doing Thinking about how faithful God is. He was giving glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. My son is coming. My son is coming. He was giving glory to God. The Bible says he's chanting himself, giving glory to God. So, that's the breakdown of how Abraham's faith life was. Now, you haven't been doing that. I'm surprised that you, you haven't gotten what you want. Right now, the truth is, it's not a request many of us should be making. We should be toxicating our system. Because the amount of worry, the amount of time you spent worrying on the this, this situation is enormous. So you take scriptures that talk about the situation. You probably write them down. So they have um, yes. Then you begin to read them out to yourself. Sometimes when you start, even when you say you want it, what is this? But focus. This is what this this message. Um, metamorphosis is a sequel of this message. Do you understand? This, so, everything I taught you in metamorphosis, 
This, that, this is when to practice it. So you now be taking the words. Taking the words. All things are possible to them that believe. If it's not spirit, it's only begotten soul. But you might need to be false one. How will you know freely give me all things? Don't be saying freely give us. Who is us? See, I told you, one of the strongest things you can do in prayer is to recognize that you are talking to God. Do you understand? Some of you will be praying. You will be saying, How will you not with him? Will he not do all things? Will he not? If you did not spare your only son, but delivered him from all, all of us, how will you know with him? Freely give me all things. All things. All things. You will give me all things. I'm talking to God. Do you understand? So focus and realize they are talking to God. Then you begin to take those things out of your system. It was the same way for temptation. You tell yourself, my God is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He indwells me. This body, He indwells me. My desires are aligned. You have given me your desires. Not, ah, God has given us His desires. We have the desires of God. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm not saying that these words work more than these words. I'm saying, imagine I was talking to Praise. And I'm saying, Praise is a very gentle person. Praise. Let me use Rachel. Talk to God. Recognize I'm talking to God. Jonathan. So you now begin to talk. You will send those scriptures to yourself. This is what you do in your fasting period. You understand? This is how to start your fasting period. So you just... Listen to me. Listen to me. This is why fasting can be three days. It doesn't have to be three days. So, you're doing that. You're doing that. You're doing that. First day, maybe around 6 p.m. You're like, okay, I have to do other things. So you, you just thank God. And you break. You've not prayed in terms of making the request. Second day, you start again. There's favor, favor for me. There's favor. I mean, he will give me all things. All things, including favor. Favor is love. Joseph, you said I should ask and I will receive that my joy will be full. I should ask and I will receive that my joy will be full. You're doing that. You're laying brick upon brick. Break upon break, you are detoxing yourself. Do you understand? You might not even realize that you are doing anything. It might not. It might look like nothing is working. Ha! At the point, you just know. You will know. Nobody will tell you. They don't to tell you what to say or what not to say. You will know what to say. You will know. Ah! That favor is mine now. Like now, it will look like you are wrestling with God. Like. You've wrestled with God and you've prevailed. At that point, you're in a place of faith. Johnson, it's at that point that you now call the things that be not as though they are. I have the favor. It's mine. Like, at that point, you know you finish your fasting. This is how it works. So it's not a technical thing that, okay, I'll go for three days. You know, there's a way three days works with God. You understand? Three. Three. God, Father, Son. Jesus was in, dead for three days. His close disciples were three. But I just fast three days. No, you are, you are joking. Do you understand? So this is how it works. You know, you get to a place where you can now make the requests. Do you understand? So that's how fasting works. So why do we fast? To bring our own selves to this faith. To bring ourselves to a place of faith. How do we do that? By what I taught you in metamorphosis. Do you understand? So that's how it works. You have a situation that you need divine intervention from. This is how to do it. Now listen, whether you are skipping meal or you are not skipping meal, you can do what I said. I taught you. Johnson, the essence of skipping meal to do it, like I said, is focused devotion. 
where maybe I just wake up and I say, look, ah, this issue, let me fix it today. So I'm just in my room and I'm just meditating on God's word. I'm just putting myself in a place where I'm, I'm brooding over the word. I'm brooding over the word. I'm not interfacing with the secular environment and getting to, you know, there are times when you just see things that triggers that thought in you. Do you understand? Just how? Just see how, you know, this is working for this person. You know, remember, it's not working for you. I just going. I just thinking about how this thing is not working for me. I don't know. You do not work. So that's the essence of fasting. Yeah, I just put myself in a place, and I'm just taking in God's word, taking in God's word, taking in God's word. Do you understand? But every day, learn to be taking a dose of God's word. Do you understand? I'm not just talking about listening to messages. Beyond that, what you've learned. You keep saying it to yourself. You keep saying it to yourself. You are building up yourself on that thing. Before you know what, if you do this consistently, you realize that the faith lies becomes natural for you. Jensen, the faith lies. For example, before any meet on supernatural this month, I spend time doing what I'm telling you. That's why I can come out and say, eh, they'll be healed. And you pray for yourself. Any healing. It's not as if it just works naturally for me. I mean, when I just stand here, something just comes over me. No. Jonathan, that's how it works. That's, that's my preparation before I come out. Jonathan, that's my preparation before I come out. Is that okay? So, here's it. Because I have learned... Like if you don't put a structure around things, people won't do it. So we're going to fast on Friday. But between now and then, be cooking yourself. Do you understand? Write the issues out. Do you understand? Write the issues out. You write maybe, you write family. Do you understand? You write maybe money. You write this one, you write that one. Then you look for scriptures. Just scriptures are strengthening you in that direction. And then you begin to put God's words on your mouth. See, people think putting God's words on your mouth means quoting scriptures. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Jonathan, not necessarily. It's it's the conclusion from scriptures. Like look, look at what I said. I said, I'm favored wherever I go. He wants my joy to flow. Sometimes it's just, listen, sometimes it's just the word that the Spirit of God has put in you. He has told you I will distinguish you this month. So you begin to say it. You begin to say it. You give no room for doubt. Do you understand? You give no room for doubt. Listen, don't go and be telling people that will make you doubt. Do you understand? Don't go and be telling people that will make you doubt. Avoid people that speak negative words around about you. Do you understand? Avoid people like that. Is this something the Bible didn't, Jesus didn't practice? He always moved the doubters away from where he was doing his healing. Always. Those that are doubting, he takes them out of the room. Did you get it? Some of you, the reason why you can't pray your house is because you can't speak those positive words. To the hearing of people in your house. Say, come, come. When you pray, you say, eh? <laughs> Bilonia. Do you understand? Jesus could not do mighty works in his own time. How do you respond to the student? He sent his disciples to go and put him. After putting to the people, they were not able to kill some people. You see that? He needed to refuse the word of God. And then he Don't, don't. If, if you want to pray for someone to be healed now, the person doesn't. Don't, after you stop acting, stop trying to do backyard miracle. When the person doesn't move, I just do like this, how are you? Then the person doesn't kill. It doesn't work that way. Jesus will say, be talk to you according to your faith. Do you see that now? 
So you get the person filled with the word of God. This is why some of you have been praying for your friends that are not filled. Because that's not how it works. You get the person filled with the word of God. Then the healing will happen. Nothing is impossible for him that believes. Nothing is impossible for him that believes. Nothing is impossible for him that believes. Do you understand? So get yourself filled with God's word. Do you understand? Get yourself filled with God's word between now and Friday. And then we'll just spend time. Now on Friday, maybe some of us, some of you, will be in a place of faith concerning a particular aspect. In another aspect, maybe you are still building up. Don't go and start praying concerning that aspect. Keep building up. This place where you're in a place of faith, you can declare. Do you understand? You can be thanking God because you know you've got it already. Then this one keep building up. Keep building up. This is how it works. Do you understand? It's not, faith is not mystical. This is how it works. Clearly. Do you understand? Alright. Any questions?